Fresh Art International presents Fresh Talk, conversations about creativity in the 21st century. I'm Kathy Bird. This is Fresh Talk with Rachel Armstrong, professor of experimental architecture at Newcastle University in England. We meet during preview days of the 56th Venice Art Biennale, a few steps from the Grand Canal. Every day I join hundreds of Venetians and visitors who take the Vaporetto or water bus to get around the island. Today I jump off at the Academia stop and head to the Azerbaijan Pavilion inside Palazzo Cagarzoni. I'm here to see the international exhibition titled Vita Vitale, or Vital Life. Projects by participating artists contemplate how we humans impact the global ecosystem. On my way out of the palazzo, I stop in the doorway of a low-lit room to peer in at an unexpected display of experiments and prototypes. In the window, there's a silky green patterned shade. Illuminated salt water tanks hold large plastic objects that must have drifted in onto a local beach. A rendering of future Venice 2, Zanzara or Mosquito Island, imagines a sister island where the first inhabitants would be genetically modified mosquitoes. There's a fabulous little chair cast from plastics caught in a fisherman's net. This is the IDEA Laboratory. IDEA is a brilliant acronym. The letters stand for International Dialogue for Environmental Action. Rachel Armstrong heads the lab as Vita Vitale's scientific curator. The lab centers on Venice and the island city's ecological challenges. The idea is that we would like to explore a new relationship with nature. You know, right now we are beating nature into the ground and we're heading for a sixth great extinction. But we don't really think that we can bite off all the issues in one laboratory, just for, even for six months. And so what we wanted to do was to ask some questions or make a proposal that was very specific to Venice, just so we could keep things contained and so that everything that we were doing had meaning. And the underlying idea is that we create a new island for Venice. Of course, Venice is formed by the accretion of islands linked together by a series of bridges and drained. There are plenty of local materials drifting in to work with. And if we look around Venice, we can see two major issues that are shared all over the world. One is the accumulation of plastics in the waterways. I was looking at that and thinking, what will that turn into? Wow, it could turn into a, a, a nasty beach mess, which is where we got it off the Lido. And we managed to accumulate all those plastics. Within 10 minutes, we had five big black bags full oh. of plastics oh, in no. no time at all. That completely makes sense, though. <laughs> the island city of Venice shares the environmental character of many cities in the world. The challenge, of course, we have is something called eutrophication, which is that Venice is based in a delta. So most cities in the world are in deltas, very fertile soils. And with the catchment area of agricultural runoff and industrial waste, all the pollutants and fertilizers that go into the water start to create a big environment for algae, all these microorganisms growing there. And that's a big problem for Venice. 
But what we wanted to do was to say, well, hang on, here are two problems. Can we actually put them together and actually see them as being an opportunity? Microorganisms may be the remedy to microscopic pollutants in the water. We use the microorganisms to find microplastics because the problem with the plastics is it's not the big ones because we can fish those out of the water and we can do a beach cleanup. It's when they fracture into tiny, tiny fragments and that we can't pick them up. But something that's as small as a microorganism, something as small as an algae, they can see at that scale. So we're thinking about how we might get them to bind to the plastics. And that's the living facade idea? What we're linking into is the smartness of nature. You know, how nature actually makes decisions about an environment and responds to environmental change. And that's one of the things that machines can't do or traditional industrial technologies don't do. It doesn't really think about environment. Whereas the work of Julian over here, Julian Melchiori, is looking at chloroplasts, which are, you know, tiny green organs within plants that make biomass from sunlight. So it makes a material just using carbon dioxide and sunlight. And he's using that together with high-tech, so shape memory alloy, you know, metal, and in an architectural design, so like solar panels, to make a shading that um, stays open during the day and keeps us cool. And at night, it folds up into little lanterns that are lit by solar lamps. So that's for a new plaza in Venice. These are not dream projects. They're experiments with the potential to be tested in real life. The silk leaf technology is real. And what he's doing is he's using the technology he's been working on to think about, let's say, how that feeds into the creativity and the experience of Venice. So at the moment, it's a proposal, what we'd call in architecture, a design proposal. There's more. The group Ecologic is tinkering with unexpected local materials to create a system that will signal the level of pollutants in the water. Those are the posts that um, guide us from the airport across the lagoon into the city. And right now, they're just big wooden posts, so in kind of ex-nature and some electricity to light our way. And what Ecologic are proposing is that we actually use the smartness of the green brains in algae um, to sense the quality of the water. So there they've got long tongues sticking down into the lagoon. And the idea is that they lick the water and they respond to the mineral content to tell us whether the water's healthy or not and then they change their angle according to the health of the lagoon. So if all are looking limp like old spinach... Falling over. <laughs> that's the one. Then, then we uh, know that we need to give attention to that part of the lagoon. Intervention required. Absolutely. So they're preventative. They, they, they're a bit like a health monitor. Davide de Lucrecia, a local biochemist, works in the lab with Rachel Armstrong. Their projects involve mixing materials and biology. One prototype tests an idea that could reduce global warming. She introduced me to this new concept of living architecture, basically the idea to develop new materials and interfaces with uh, the capability to sense the environment, to exchange energy and matter, like the living organisms are doing. And by doing that, they are changing the environment they are living in. And so as a biologist, I was fascinated by this idea. I think the schools, the universities, the students, that's the most open minds that you will encounter for this idea, potentially. I think there are a lot of energy in Venice. You have just to catalyze them. And I think that the work that Rachel is doing with the support of the Idea Foundation can really trigger a response in Venice. Because if you think about all the students of architecture and material science, they are working you know, a few kilometers away from here. And they will be really glad to hear about new materials, new 
research opportunities as well, something that is a vision rather than a technical challenge. It's not a reaction, it's a creative act. What's been amazing about being involved in this teamwork, and I will stress that this is very much a team effort. You know, there's art-wise, there's idea, there's people like Davide, there's the exhibiting designers. I mean, everybody has made this work. We would really like to invite everybody from Venice to, you know, think into this space because it's such a beautiful city, such amazing people, and we need to do some serious thinking about Venice's future. Yes, the idea of aesthetics in service to ecology and the ecosystem is just perhaps the most beautiful place we could be going. <laughs> thank you. Thank, thank you. <laughs>